This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tig? Cheryl Hines. I don't want to say we cover a lot of stuff. We mainly talk about your terrible Irish stew and... Shh, don't tell pe. Listen, don't tell people. What they're going to find out in 10 minutes? We give you parenting. I give you parenting tips. That's all you need to know. That's all you ever do to me is, is give me parenting tips. I say let's get right into it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to... Major Look, a true story about fake art. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. Hey. How are you? How's it going? All is well. Okay. You know, coming through the holidays. Mm Mm-hmm. Hitting the road. Yeah, I'm about to hit the road. A couple of um, gigs have been canceled or they're being rescheduled are you so sick of i'm so sick of it Mm -hmm. yeah pandemic fatigue is really set in yeah in my case pandemic fatigue oh yeah that's a good one thank you i'll probably open my tour with that (laughs) Uh. (laughs) it's too bad you've already named your tour because that would be so exciting for people to go to pandemic fatigue 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 (laughs) (laughs) well you know people always ask if tig is short for something and i always say it's long for (laughs) well now you can say it's short for fatigue Mm -hmm. yeah for pandemic fatigue (laughs) (laughs) listen you ready let's just get right into it okay all right well i guess we won't find out how you're doing no, I'm. I'm this. It's the same crap. Today, we are talking about "Made You Look," mm. a true story about fake art. Is a 2020 documentary film directed by Canadian filmmaker Barry 
Averick or average? Average? Averick. You know, like rich. It's it's R-I-C-H. A-V-R-I-C-H. Probably Averick. Okay. They said average, and I was not sure how you were getting that. (laughs) I like that that's how I start out. (laughs) Oh, this guy is so average. Uh, It tells the story of what may be the largest art fraud in American history, taking place in the upper echelons of New York society. Major Look is available to watch on Netflix. This is such a crazy story. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. And did you just feel like it? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be this person, but did it seem like just a bunch of old white people with a lot of money? <laughs> And then it's hard to feel sorry for the well here the peop- yeah i found the story very interesting and yeah and um yes i i yes. enjoyed this way more than i was expecting to yeah but i felt like i mean here comes some beans oh i just couldn't help but feel i i turned to stephanie and i know art connoisseurs will I, so I, first of all, us. I can't imagine they're listening to this podcast. No, and if you are, let's just apologize in advance because we're sorry for any words that are going to be said because they're not going to be. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm trying to apologize. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I'm trying to apologize to all for of the podcast. Yes, yeah. Okay. I just want to do a blanket general. Yeah. We're sorry. Okay, but you go ahead. You were in the middle of saying something. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of an obvious thought, but I had it. And I turned to Stephanie and I was just saying, like, it's so insane how if you thought the art was beautiful, I'm not saying you should rip anybody off, but if you (laughs) thought the art was beautiful. Right. It's so insane that it decreases in value because it wasn't done by the original artist because yes. you clearly liked the art. Uh, you paid right. $10 million for it. Right. Here's what this documentary mm-hmm. is about. In 1995, in New York, this woman, Ann Friedman, oh, I cannot wait to talk to you about it, <laughs> director of the prestigious Nodler Gallery, gets introduced to Glaferia Rosales, who claims she has an authentic Rothko painting. So Glaferia says... That the paintings are from a European immigrant, Mr. X, purchased a a large amount of art in the 50s, and then he migrated to Mexico and then passed the pieces down to his son, Mr. X Jr. These are (laughs) God-given names. (laughs) Who is willing to sell the paintings for cheap because he doesn't care about money. So this woman, Anne Friedman, in New York... Is approached by this woman, Glaferia, and Glaferia is like, look, I have this Rothko. And these Rothko, he was known for blocks, like square color blocks. If not rectangular. Or rectangular, yes. And it's pretty, you know, he he used beautiful colors and and it's modern and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's a square. On top of a square. square On top of another square. (laughs) (laughs) It is truly the, (laughs) you really have to know and care about art Mm -hmm. to be able to go, 
Yeah, for sure. This is $10 million worth this is of worth squares. worth $10 million. And, I know. And it, it reminds me of being a, a beer drinker. Before I drank beer, I was like, it all tastes the exact same and it's terrible. And then you start drinking it and you're like, well, well no. That's well, that's like wine. Yeah, of I course. mean, I was thinking about wine Coffee. collectors that have like – you know, ten thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar bottle of, for a bottle of wine, and yeah. it's like, whoa! I would not, <laughs> I would not. No, I would not. If I saw two bottles of wine, mm-hmm. I'd be like, they look the same to me. Yeah, not just saw two bottles. If you tasted it, even if I taste, you know what? I was. I hate to name drop. No, you don't. But First I of was all, on. No, you don't. This name is going to be so impressive. Um, I was on um, Lisa Vanderpump's show. Hello? Is um, this on? Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> I honestly don't know who Lisa Vanderpump is, is, but I know I have heard the name. Okay. Well, she was a real housewife on okay. the Bravo series okay. for a long time. And now now she has a show called Overserved, <laughs> Yeah. where she invites people. People over to her house, and then you drink a lot, and they make you dinner, which is very nice. You went and did that? I did that. Yeah, with Joel McHale. And we had so much fun. Uh And then she blindfolded us, and we did a wine tasting. Okay. And needless to say. You chose the... (laughs) I was like... Low rent wine? Yeah, I was like, this one's actually pretty good. And those two, Joel and Lisa, were like, oh, good. What was this it? This redneck. I don't know. I can, I'm not going to remember. Two buck chuck. Two buck chuck. And I was perfectly happy with it. But it's the same about art, isn't it? I, I think for most people, you like a piece of artwork because it makes you feel something, right? Mm-hmm. You look at it and you feel, oh, I like that color. I like it feel peaceful. I feel energized. I like that block. I love that color block. On top of that other color block. <laughs> and then the art experts... I mean, they know all the brush strokes and the canvases and, you know, they, they've they studied it. There are people that have only studied Rothko mm-hmm. paintings. Mm-hmm. So so this woman, Anne Friedman, and in, in this documentary, she's, how old is Anne? Probably in her 70s? That's what I would guess. And if mm-hmm. you're listening, Anne, and we know you are, hey, girl, hey. Hey, Anne, hey. <laughs> Sorry if you're 69 and we thought you were in your 70s. Yes. We're, mm-hmm. We don't mean to round up. And hey, if you're in your 80s, hello, you look like you're in your 70s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anne. Um, Anne had been working at the Nodler Gallery for a long time. 20 years. So when she was approached by Glyphiria, so she, you know, when you start watching this, you feel like, look, Anne's doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. She's doing her job. She's getting professionals to look at it and say, yes, I think that does look like a Rothko. Yes, that's definitely. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever says it's definitely. Mm -hmm. Right, they say. Yeah, it seems to be. Good to me. Yeah. It seems I've seen a lot of Rothko's in that. It. Yeah. Looks like one. Yeah. Um, but apparently, I mean, one of the things that I learned, and I'm sure you did too, that Who knows? these paintings have provenances. Oh, yes, yes. The story. The of, history of the ownership. Yeah. And that's the best situation is if you can trace it back from 
each owner and right back to the studio where it was painted right to the artist and then yeah. it's like okay great sam had it then sue had it then bill had who, it who now, are these you know they're on they're sam on... sue and bill <laughs> they live on the upper east side okay they sound very sophisticated they are. Do they live together, Samson and Bill? Yeah, and they just mm-hmm. moved it from room to room. Okay. Um, but Anne Friedman, she goes to David Anthem, a Rothko, an abstract expressionist scholar. Mm-hmm. By the way, I like that they always call it Abex. Did you notice that? Like, it took no. me a second to go, I don't know what an Abex is. It's abstract expressionist. But they oh. shorten it because they're in the business. Oh, okay. Well, and they don't have time to... Say it. Say the whole thing. Expressionist. Yeah. And he tells Anne on a that schedule. <laughs> he tells him that the paintings are authentic, and many other people agree. Agree enough. Yeah. Yeah. A high pitch voice. Agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll say. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Then we find out that Glaferia's boyfriend is okay. Get ready, Jose Carlos. Brigantinos Diaz. Thank you. He's Spanish. And you're not. <laughs> Clearly. He has an art background and a history of fraud and forgery mm. charges. Mm. And he denies ever meeting Anne or her assistant. Okay. Um, he sounds innocent out of the gate. Yeah. So Domenico de Sol mm-hmm. from Sotheby's and Tom Ford and his wife Eleanor, they buy one of Anne's Rothko's for $8 million, which is actually a low, it's a relatively low price, and they put it on display at the Baylor Museum. Okay, so far so good. Would you, have you paid $8 million? <laughs> Well, that's what's so crazy. And when you're watching, when you're watching this documentary and they're like auctioning off artwork and, I mean, I guess it's all relative, right? When it's like, mm. But do I hear $50 million, $50, 55000000 million? Do I hear $60 million? See, I would love to just go in there, raise my hand when I know that it's going to go higher. Oh, and then my you God. look like you're in, you're playing in, in the game. You're in it. You're like, no, I would do it for 60 but not $61 million. I'm out. But, you know, in the first two auction hand-raising moments, I would jump in and raise my hand. Because you know it's going to go up. Yeah. Yeah, and then people will be like, whoa, Tig really came to play. Would your heart be pounding like, oh, shit, what happened? No, I would I would be, I, you know. Be like, you guys, it was a joke. Of course yeah. I don't have $50 million. I'm kidding. I have, I have $50 million, Cheryl. I just am not <laughs> okay. going to, to put buy it, a block artwork. on a block <laughs> with my 50 mil, okay? Mm-hmm. And I have been to people's homes, yes. and I won't name drop because that's your thing. Oh, um, but because I, I said Lisa Vanderpump? Uh, yeah. By the way, you know how many times you name drop in a podcast? Uh, please tally. <laughs> I think at least, probably I will say 26. 26. If yeah. our listeners could please go back verify. and re-listen. Please verify. Yeah, and uh, tally the name drops. But I won't name drop, but I will say I've been to homes. Okay. Where they have the tens of millions of dollars worth of art on the wall. Wee wee wee. Tig has rich friends. Wee wee wee. 
I mean, we're talking, hey, this is 30 mil. This is 50 mil. I know. It's crazy. It's it's, it's hard to imagine that that it's a good investment. I mean, I know it, I guess it is. It's just like so much could go wrong. Like a fire? Yeah, a fire, a flood. Yeah. A flood in your house. A flood. A flood. If you overflow the toilet and, and it, it goes. And it seeps down to the bottom. Or it goes so awry that it goes up your wall. <laughs> that is a bad toilet overflow. Okay, we need to give everyone a break, and then we're going to be back and talk about toilets overflowing right here on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Story. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, so just getting back to the story here really quickly. This guy named Domenico Del Sol, like I was saying, and his wife, they buy one of these Rothko's for $8 million. Mm -hmm. And they feel like it's a good price and they're all happy. Mm -hmm. So this is going on for for years, right? Anne Mm -hmm. is getting this art. Mm -hmm. And then she sells it. She might pay, you know... $150,000 $150,000 and then sells it for $7 million. Sure. I could be a little off on my figures. <laughs> but you get I think the point. it's more like maybe pay it a million. Yeah, and then sell it for 14 And then 14. jack it up to ten or something. Yeah. So this guy, Jack Levy, buys a Nodler <laughs> uh, Jackson Pollock. This was one of the other artists mm-hmm. that she had. And, and he bought it for $2 million. And then he, he said, I'm, I'm going to buy it, but I just want to authenticate it. So if if I can't authenticate it, then I want my money back. Yeah. And Anne was like, no problem. Uh-huh. And so he sends it to IFAR, the International Foundation of Art Research for Verification. And IFAR does not believe that it's real. Mm-hmm. And a fight over the uh, authenticity ensues between Nodler and IFAR. Uh-huh. Though Jack Levy is able to return the painting and get his money back, Nodler then puts it back on sale for $11 million. 
<laughs> Can I just say, Anne, Anne has some huge balls. Yeah. Did you find that? If somebody said to me, look, I want my $2 million back because these people just said it's not real. Mm-hmm. And Anne's like, okay. You'd well, take I'll- the price down to a million. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I wouldn't jack it up to 11. Yeah. It's like, it's quite the bounce back. Anne was really interesting because she's so convincing. And she's so normal seeming yeah, and she seems reasonable. Like somebody's and aunt. Straight shooter. Well dressed and yeah. well spoken and Well, she's well dressed because she's sitting on a pile of cash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It took me a long time to, to... sniff her out. I know. Cause at first I was thinking, uh, what is this story? I mean, and Anne was doing her best, and she called in all the people, yeah. the right people, to look at the paintings, and mm-hmm. they all said, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, after that little scandal, mm-hmm. Gla- I like that her name keeps changing, Glaferia <laughs> changes the province of her paintings. <laughs> well, you know, you got to do what you have to do. I like that she's like, look, look, look. He actually... Okay. It's like when my kids, when I ask them something, and it cracks me up how they don't realize that they are acting like the epitome of somebody not telling the truth. <laughs> and they'll be like, I, um... Here's the thing. What happened was <laughs> the cookie was... Uh, and any normal adult knows that that right. is going to be telling, right. whereas they don't have a clue. Well, imagine if there was $11 million on the line, mm-hmm. and this woman's like, you know, I, I know I said that about Mr. X, but the truth is, he's gay, and his he and his gay lover um, sold this. And they decided they didn't want it. And it's like, what? So now people in the art industry are starting to starting to question Anne. I like how she brought in gay people. I know. Why? Why like, did you have to drag me and my people in? If she Haven't says we gay, then people are going to be like, enough. oh. Because you know why people trust the gays. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah. And why are we called the gays? <laughs> No. Why? That's why you love you love to be called the gay sir. That's you know I what like. I can't stand is when hmm. people call gay people my gays. My gays. Yeah. Oh, like if they have friends that are. That yeah. Are gay? Oh, my gays are coming over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is so weird and rude and condescending. My gays. My, my gays. gays. That's how I feel. Uh, well, listeners, I, write in and rip me apart if well, you feel I mean, differently. I mean, my gaze, my gaze, my gaze. I mean, I'm I sure, know. I'm sure they think it's a term of endearment. I'm sure they do, but I, I don't like but it. We're here to say we don't, we don't like it, you guys. Yeah, you know, it's like when a guy has a baby and stays home and watches his child and then calls it babysitting. <laughs> he thinks he's being. A really great dad because he just said, yep, I'm home babysitting. It's like, no, you're not. You're raising a child. You're parenting. You're parenting. That's one of your pet peeves. 
I'm going to start saying Pip. I am going to start saying Pippi. Anyway, so now we learn that Glyphiria is Mm. also selling forgeries to Julian Weissman. Both Weissman and Anne Freeman show their Robert Motherwell elegy paintings to Jack Flam. Although initially Jack Flam thinks they are authentic, he starts to question them. And then Jack Flam wants Anne to have her paintings forensically tested by Jamie Martin at Orion Analytical. But here's the thing. Yeah. Anne is like, ah, excuse me. That's just one guy. So it's going to be his word. We're going to take his word. That's not how I do it. Mm-hmm. Which I like that then all of a sudden she's like, mm-mm, not just, not that one guy. No I need, Not doing it. And then Jack takes, he gets it analyzed, and they said, yeah, these aren't real. <laughs> He's like, this, this paint wasn't even invented at the time of when this was supposed to have been painted. Yeah. And, you know, these paintings, I mean, they're signed by the artists. Which is also forged, right? Obviously, right. Jackson Pollock didn't come in and he did come misspell in his name. Oh, that's a bean that just was spilled. But you should tell people what that means. She uh, Anne, Anne had a Jackson Pollock. Was it on her wall at home? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> with his name misspelled, his signature. <laughs> Imagine misspelling your name. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this. This might be where I'm tired or I get a snack yeah. or something. Yeah. Did she know it was a fake painting? Well, Tig, that's this whole friggin' film. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch. Oh. <laughs> but I like even the one she hung on her wall? No, she thought it would. Listen. She doesn't care. She doesn't we, care, right? Oh, my God. Look, let's give everyone a break, and we'll come break. back, and... We're going to get to the bottom of Anne and her brass balls. Ooh. <laughs> it's a bit fake. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay. I I understand that's what the whole movie's about, but I'm saying, is it that she doesn't care if they're real or not? And she can fake people, fool people, even at her own house. And Well, it kind of goes back to, I mean, we've talked about it before about the ability to to lie to yourself. Like some people can lie to themselves Mm -hmm. and 
and believe it. That's so interesting. I know I've done that in my life. I've certainly lied to myself and I've thought that I was really applying myself to something or that I was, um, you know, really trying or that I was being um, a good partner or I was, I I don't know. Right. I wasn't taking a beat to think beyond that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that's guess also you've part never of, done that. No, I haven't. That's why I can't chime in with you. But um, it also wow. it Impressive. says in this, look at you in this documentary. Oh. They talked. There was a psychologist there who she was very interesting, and she said, you know, when someone believes something mm-hmm. very strongly, and then evidence starts coming in to show that that's contradict they double down Mm -hmm. on believing in it it's interesting isn't it it's like they've put too much in they put they dig in deeper and it's like no so now Anne is like no you guys you're all wrong and uh then jack flam calls the fbi i'm surprised he didn't call the pentagon that's only for Sasquatch. Yeah. Only right. Can you hold? It. We're dealing with Sasquatch <laughs> sightings. Oh, you're with Anne. Yeah, please hold. Oh, we've got Sasquatch on the other line. We got other things happening. <laughs> oh wow, Sasquatch actually called in to the Pentagon. <laughs> so now um, the Pentagon investigates Glafaria hmm. and realizes, oh, she's got a connection to this guy. Bergantinos, who hey, has a record. Hey, oh no. But like, I'm sure there are Italians out there who hate, they must hate to hear you say meatball. I'm Italian. A notaro. Oh. <laughs> you know? It's, so you can make fun of your own meatball. Yes, meatball. And it, I'd prefer that you actually not do it. <laughs> oh no. Did I tell you what happened? Um, talking oh, about, I'm talking about kids, and we're talking about Meatballs. countries that we're from. Did I tell you when Kat went to? Stop me if I've told you this story. So she went to this fancy little private school, and okay, you've told me. Did have I? All right. So have what I? were we saying about the movie? Have I? No, you don't know what I'm going to say. And they, they they get an email saying it's International Food Day, so every kid should bring in. A food that reflects their heritage, right? So we're Irish, so I made a crock pot of Irish stew because I was like, I don't know, what, what, I don't know what else to, to to bring. Why not just a potato? I should have retrospect. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I get there with my crock pot of Irish stew, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Great, you go set up over by Italy of all places." And I was like, "Oh, oh no, I'm not setting up. I was just dropping this off." And they said, "No, no, we need you to help." with the lunch and I said well I, I uh I'm not ready for this and they were like just go over there by Italy and by the way Italy had mounds of spaghetti <laughs> and meatballs <laughs> and like the most beautiful looking table uh-huh. and then they gave me this like two inch <laughs> flag of Ireland and they put it in front of my crock pot. <laughs> and they said, you're going to be representing Ireland. And I was also next to the U.S. who had 
hamburgers and french fries. Uh-huh. And my... Not a crock pot in sight. <laughs> and so when the, when the lunch bell rang, all the kids ran out. Cat, my daughter sees me. Everyone ran- beelines to your crock pot, <laughs> I imagine. She, she runs over and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm representing Ireland. <laughs> Obviously. I said, she goes, what is that? I said, it's Irish stew. Would you like a tiny Dixie cup? And she's like, oh, my God, I am so embarrassed. I can't believe you're doing this. And her friends start running over. And she's like, no, everybody go. Everybody, do not cut, do not come to this table. So Italy, they're doing their spaghetti. The Americans are doing And I'm and the, the only person that ate my Irish stew. Was you. Was the gym teacher. <laughs> he, he loved it. He probably had a crush on you or something. <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, this is delicious. Oh, my God, it's uh, Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, my gosh, can I get this recipe? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but I, it, but I did listen. I learned – here's a parenting tip. Oh, I'm all ears. I learned a lesson because the next time it was, you know, there was a day at the school. It was career day. So I thought, I'm not going down this time. You're no fool. I'm no fool. Hell no. All this. I know you. You are not a fool, Cheryl. I'm not a fool. I popped popcorn like there's Mm -hmm. no tomorrow. Okay. Had little bags of popcorn. And then I brought uh, makeup and I drew mustaches on all the kids. That's right. You're not a fool. (laughs) You are no fool. But go ahead. Because... That's what we do in theater. Okay. We use makeup to establish a character, and mm-hmm. then they all had mustaches that day. You're doing a curly cue bicycle mustache. <laughs> Is that the kind? That You're... was that was my specialty. Well, yeah, you are no fool. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. the bank teller next to me okay. with little, like, brochures. Okay. Nobody. Wow. Not, not wow. one not one third grader in sight. Braggadocious alert. <laughs> Braggadocious alert. The kids were lined up to get their mustaches and popcorn. So I didn't listen. You fool me once. How does the saying go? Um All right. it doesn't matter. The point is anyway, the, the, that's a little parenting tip for everybody listening. Okay. Uh nobody likes a crock pot. <laughs> And people love mustaches. And no matter how much she tries, Cheryl Hines does not represent Ireland. Okay? (laughs) You can't represent a country with a two-inch flag and some terrible stew. It was so tiny. What's in an Irish stew? I'm Irish as well. It's just like beef and potatoes and carrots. It's pretty simple. Ireland is not known for its cuisine. No, I know. <laughs> but I am Irish, Italian. Yeah. Oh, and so French. When... We are known for our cuisine in France. Yes. And Italiano, Italiano. simply make a meatball. So when it's your day to make international lunch, mm-hmm. don't pick I will Ireland. Make the Irish stew <laughs> with Beyond Meat. And just have it just be you and the coach all day. Me and a real 
masculine coach <laughs> hanging out and going, yeah, I loved your stuff on uh, Sarah Silverman, you know, when you're driving that motorcycle. I mean, now that you're saying it, it does make sense. Like he he was eating your stew. Yeah, because he didn't care about the stew. He was probably probably was a curb fan. I didn't even think of that until this moment in time. Is that weird? No, because it goes back to you're no fool. (laughs) (laughs) You just have some gym coach slopping down your Irish stew. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And it doesn't cross your mind. It doesn't, it never crossed my mind. Okay, listen, back to Anne Friedman. Oh, right. You know what's interesting is, as I'm reading um, our notes, mm-hmm. I cannot honestly get to the bottom of Glaferia, if it's Glaferia or if it's Glafira. It's spelled um, differently throughout. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like we lost listeners when the name alternated? Pronunciations? Oh, my God. Probably. Uh, Will that stop us? Hell no. No, we're going to keep... I'll just say it both ways. So... You know who's I'm still right. listening? Who? True Snurkbulls. Snurkbulls. Yeah. Thank you, Snurkbulls. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, at some point now that the FBI is involved and they're like, yeah, these are fake. Oh my god, I was mm. still on your Irish stew story and then yeah. I when you said once the FBI was involved, I couldn't <laughs> quite put together how terrible your stew must have been. <laughs> the FBI was called for my stew. <laughs> we, we we have the Pentagon on the line. <laughs> Why is Heinz representing all of Ireland? By the way, nobody else dropped off anything for ireland it was not a popular country it's not popular on these okay well we do have listeners in ireland and I they mean, don't appreciate lovely the attack people. okay well thank you <laughs> stephanie and i are both irish She's same, Scottish. i'm irish okay. okay okay uh so now michael hammer mm-hmm. tells Anne, you need to take a leave of absence from nodler is Michael Hammer, is that the Hammer Museum? The really tan guy. Oh. <laughs> so that name didn't stick out to you, Hammer, when you're watching an art documentary, Cheryl? Well, I always think of Army Hammer. What, I mean, that's, and by the way, don't get started. It's, it's, it's I, don't, I don't. Are you wanna... having a str- another stroke? <laughs> Cheryl. To get involved in the Army Hammer story. If that's what you're about to do, I'm gonna stop it down. You're the I haven't said a thing about Army Hammer or his cannibalism. Oh you're the one that has I'm been saying, drawing attention. I'm to, saying we probably shouldn't talk about his Do you know cannibal- Army Hammer? No. But how do we know for sure that that story is true? That he, I think they had it authenticated on, te- on, <laughs> on hello. It, you're right. There, are, that's a listen. Oh. Let's not touch it with a 10 foot pole. Okay, let's stay on, let's get on track, <laughs> shall we? Okay, so now Michael Hammer says, and you got to take a leave of absence, you can't keep coming to work mm-hmm. we're in a lot of hot water now people are starting to sue us because mm-hmm. people are saying my painting isn't real either mm-hmm. and this guy pierre lagrange oh. he 
could he do. spent seventeen million dollars on his Jackson Pollock, mm-hmm. and now he feels like it's fake. His painting was signed JP. <laughs> Said yo JP, <laughs> and so now he's going to sue Nodler, mm-hmm. and Nodler decides, okay, we're shutting down, we're shutting down, we're shutting down for business, and a shitstorm ensues. Oh. <gasps> is that true? Army Whoa. Hammer is the tan guy's son. Michael Hammer. Okay, Michael Hammer in this documentary. He's a very attractive, very, very tan. That is Army Hammer's, Hammer's dad, dad. The guy with the long hair with the tan and the medallions around his chest. Wow. Are you sure you don't want to revisit the conversation about Army Hammer? Listen, this is another, this is, he, we don't know. It has nothing to do with art. Are you familiar with anyone else named Army? Is this a trick question? No. I'm trying to. I had just never heard that name before. No, no. But I was worried that you were going to say, oh, because in 1993. that's you, your name. You dated somebody named Army. And, he, and now the story, oh, it's short for Armand. Oh, which is his dad's first name. This is, okay, I'm humiliated on air. I'm not a fan of the name Army. That we do not know any of this. Once again, there's no way to know. <laughs> How are we just <laughs> Our producer this? just lobs information <laughs> over to us How with with, just... with dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it is interesting, though. It is interesting. But... Yes. Do you like the name Army? I don't have feelings about it. Do oh. you have feelings about it? You don't like Thumbs it. Thumbs down. <laughs> okay, negative Nelly. Let's. Okay, so now it's 2012 and Glafira. Okay, said it differently. She's now being investigated and we're her seeing. Her friends call her Gluff. <laughs> and we're seeing that um, she's not reporting the income that she's been getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now she's facing years of prison on tax fraud charges. And she cooperates with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And now they found the artist. Mm-hmm. He's a Chinese artist and a math professor. And his name is Pei Shen Kin. He lives in New York City. Mm-hmm. He has a very modest place, it seemed yes. like. He did all of his painting out of his, his garage. And when he finds out that they've traced it back to him, he flees to China. Uh-huh. So, which I don't blame him. That's what you would do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we are again. It all comes back to us on the run. I was going to say, are you going <laughs> to grow a handlebar mustache? <laughs> Grab a sack well, of popcorn, hit the road? I mean, the thing is, is... Live off the Irish stew in a jungle. (laughs) In a jungle in Colombia. Yeah. Peyshen, you know, he talked about saying, and I'm not going to get this correct, and I'm sure... Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) But in China, Mm -hmm. they're they're known for doing very good replications of beautiful artwork and artists. And it's said to be a compliment. To the artist. It's not something that's, you know, people look down on. It's like, wow, your your painting, your art is so beautiful. I want to replicate it. So Pei Shen 
It's possible that he didn't... Have these intentions? Yeah, okay, let's say that. However, the problem with that is he would sign their names, right? Well, and he fleed. Or he fled. He fleed. (laughs) He fleed. He fleed. So, yeah, you can't sign Jason... Jason? Jackson Pollock's name. (laughs) You could sign Jason Pollock, and then it's the buyer's fault. Then it's on you. Yeah, that's your problem. If it's, so this is a real authentic Jason Pollock painting. <laughs> so now, um, Glafira, I'm just gonna call her Glafira. I say Gluffy. Let's gl- say Gluffy. <laughs> now, mm. Michael Hammer, Army's dad. Yeah, says I am suing you guys. Like so, all these lawsuits started happening, and they started settling. Nodler started set settling these lawsuits because they knew, oh, chipballs, you're right. These are fake. Mm-hmm. Although Anne the whole time is like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're not fake. It's like, Anne, zip it. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know. But Michael Hammer said, no, we're going to court. His wife was sort of hilarious, wasn't she? Yes. And she kept going, I'm a very emotional person. Yes. And when I saw the painting, I got emotional. And when I saw Anne, I got emotional. I'm emo- I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. <laughs> I'm just thinking what that courtroom was. You have the fake painting there. And then you've got Michael Hammer in his tan. And then you've got the wife who's just crying. But listen, when word. the wind blows, I get emotional. Uh, <laughs> you know, her husband was like, tell me about it. I, boy do i have some stories for you guys this woman she is on an emotional roller coaster okay they were they were so now it's down to it looks like Anne is going to take the stand and right before that happens right before Anne, according to Anne, she couldn't wait to get up there and tell the truth about how these are real. And right before she was to go on stand, they said, you know what? It's settled. It's over. And everybody was like, oh. So that was that. So (laughs) there you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Is it the DeSouls that decided to take? Oh, it's, wait. So Tig, there were multiple lawsuits. Yeah, everybody is mad at Anne, and every and and people are saying, "Look, how could you not know?" It goes back to what you said at the beginning. Uh, These people that bought these these paintings, when they first bought them, they loved, fell in love with them. Mm -hmm. They loved, they loved how the art made them feel, and they really appreciated it. They understood the artist, and they understood the art, and it. It spoke to them, and they loved having it on their wall. And then when they found out... $10 million worth, they felt it and understood it. So, and yeah, as soon as they find out that it's um, a fake, they can't stand to look at it. Yes. And of course it was a fake. Yeah. Everybody knew it was a fake. Well, they also can't stand to look at it because they got swindled, and that's painful. It is painful. It's just, it's hard to imagine that you have so much money, Mm. so much money that you could afford a 60 million dollar painting so it's hard to feel sorry for somebody but it's still yeah it's fraud and it's not nice listen i got swindled out of 500 bucks and it Mm. felt 
terrible. Don't make me remind you of my $2,000 Ponzi scheme. (laughs) It still hurts. Yeah. It still hurts. I bought a motorcycle from the internet once Mm. that was just a picture. The motorcycle didn't exist. (gasps) I just wired money to somebody and Stephanie laughed because I was like (laughs) telling her the story of how I stayed home all day waiting for my motorcycle to arrive. And then what happened? You just never saw the the money and that was it? No, I just wired money to some guy. And he was like, shipping is free. I have my own shipping company. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And uh, and she was like, so you just, I sat on my porch just waiting for the truck. And she was like, that is so <laughs> Did you cry tears or were you just I like, didn't cry. Oh, I was just like slowly adding it together where I was like, just like oh, and then I wrote the guy. The email didn't work anymore. Uh, <laughs> I called. The phone didn't work. Oh, yeah. Tig. Yeah, well. Now you know how Michael Hammer felt. Oh, yes. Me and Michael Hammer. Two peas in a pod. I need Two to. Peas. Michael, if you're listening and I know you are. Hey, Michael. Hey. Sorry this happened to Sorry you. Sorry I don't like your son's name. Listen, I'm curious how the cannibalism is going. To all of the people that were f- fooled, mm-hmm. I feel for you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So this one guy, what's his name? Domenico DeSol, who was clearly an instigator. He would get the, he would get the art from yeah. Patient. Mm-hmm. And then he'd, he'd give it to somebody else who would put dust on it yeah. and make it look like it had weathered uh, the years. Yeah. They did a good job. These people all did Clearly. a good job. People are shelling out millions. And then he would give it to Glafira uh-huh. and then she would sell it to Anne. Mm-hmm. So one might think, oh, that was a circle, a scam circle. Sure like you thought Anne that. was in on it with them? Well... I mean, that's the question, right? Did Anne know or was she just like, look, I got a good deal again. <laughs> but you think there's a chance she was palling around with Gluffy? I don't. I think it was like. She knew it was up. And Gluffy would be like, Anne, I've got another one. Uh-huh. And Anne's like, well, the last people are still upset about. But okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. So it's like. Do I think they sat down and said, look, I know it's fake. You know it's fake. But you think Gluffy would come by with different paintings and Mm -hmm. Anne would just turn a blind eye and say, Uh well, how incredible. You now have a Pollock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why towards the end, Mm -hmm. when Anne is still like, I don't know that they were fake. Yeah. You can't help but yell Anne at your TV screen. It's like, Anne. 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 Come on, Anne. Anne. The world knows. You know. Anne. Anne. And and the fact that Anne was like, yeah, I'll be on the documentary. I know. (laughs) I'll tell my side of the story. That she's like, yeah. Of course. I will tell my story because it needs to be told. (laughs) And people are like, yeah, Anne. Anne. Anne, Anne, come on. So anyway, um, so basically, that's I would say Mm -hmm. that's basically it. Virgentinos, 
The guy went back to Spain. Sure. He says he's innocent. Of course. And that it was all Glafira. Gluffy. All Gluffy. And then, I mean, he also sits down with the filmmaker and at the end... (laughs) The camera's still rolling, and he tries to sell the filmmaker Bob Dylan's harmonica. Which is pretty cool. (laughs) I would have bought it. Wow. Bob Dylan's harmonica. Wait, this is really Bob Dylan's? Jason Pollock? (laughs) How much do you want for this? I mean, that is... It was was a perfect ending. And then uh, Patient... Remains in China. Yeah. And he refuses to admit that he knew where the artwork was going, even though he did sign the artist's names. Mm -hmm. And then in 2019, the 10th lawsuit was settled for a fake Rothko painting. Glafira is currently working as a waitress at a diner in Brooklyn. And Anne continues to sell art. Who is the person going to Anne to get their art? Who is this person? I don't know. But I just wonder if maybe on Gluffy's off days, she's delivering paintings to Anne. It's hard to know. Well, there's no way to know. (laughs) It's not just hard to know. It's impossible. (laughs) There's no way to know. I mean, it would be interesting if you were in Brooklyn and Glafira... Glafiria, uh-huh. however you want to say or as it, her name tag says Gluffy, <laughs> was waiting on you. Yeah, but she did. She ended up not spending any time in prison because she, when they arrested her, she did, she did go to jail. So mm-hmm. they said, okay, that's good enough, and yeah. now you're on probation. Yeah. I'm sure those were the legal terms of it. Yeah, that's yeah. good enough. Get get out of there. All right, scram, clown. <laughs> um, Tig, are you ready for our final thoughts? Yes. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I sobbed through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't believe you. Mm. Did you cry because the, the people had so much money? It was like, oh, no. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. But, okay, who were you attracted to? Um, it's Slim Pickens. Mr. Hammer. <laughs> that actually makes sense yeah but there was a very beautiful woman in china when the filmmaker went to china to Uh look for pishin he had a um interpreter Uh and they were going around looking she was very cute oh hello i would say probably gluffy yeah i see that yeah well you've got a lot of them a lot of well, I wasn't really into Mr. Hammer. Oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, I could see how one might be. I only have eyes for Gluff. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that, uh, we did it. We did do it. That is it for this week. And next week, we'll be watching Chicken People, which you can watch on Amazon. Which is not a doc. <laughs> it is a doc. Chicken People. It's a documentary, and you can see it on Amazon or Pluto TV. Okay, before we go, do you want to read some true fan mail? Yes, let's read one. Okay, Rebecca Hicks says, Hey, Rebecca Hicks. 
Hey, 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 Rebecca. Uh, Nix, hey. Just listened to the rescue this morning and was so and was so moved by your retelling that I watched it when I got home. And you're right, I cried nearly all the way, and everyone was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually watch the docs except Tig and Tiger King one and two, but after the lack of drive, oh, dribble. Sorry. <laughs> Lack of drivel in this one. I thought I have to check this doc out. So glad I did. I had to remember to breathe a couple times. Keep them coming. Love, teacher, Becky Hicks. Well, I'm glad she watched. I mean, there's so many different great documentaries that you, you listeners should be listening or watching. But oh, don't, uh, don't, don't lecture the listeners. But the, You're I the one that say, always says, oh, they don't, nobody is watching. Yes, go ahead. But the most important thing is to listen to Tig and Cheryl True Story and my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig, which is advice. And if you're uh, out and about in the world and uh, vaccinated and wearing a mask, come see me on my Hello Again tour. Tickets and info at tignotaro.com. Also, the new season of Star Trek Discovery is out. Cheryl, do you have anything going on? Um, If you want to watch I Can See Your Voice, we're mm. back on. It's a lot of fun. It's very crazy and fun. Um, All right. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.